Hey everyone, producer Ben here again, welcoming you to the Competitive Enablement Show on the Compete Network powered by Clue. This is the last episode in our series on competitive Intel newsletters. You know, across all the experts we've talked to, there are three common themes with Intel newsletters. Be consistent, acknowledge your colleagues, and have some fun. If you can nail those three elements, you're building the foundation for a killer competitive Intel newsletter. And when you're ready to go deeper, download our competitive Intel newsletter guide and template. It's free, it's packed with good stuff, and you can get your copy by heading to the link in the show notes. And with all that said, please enjoy this episode of the Competitive Enablement Show. All right, today I'm joined by Penny Moran, the head of competitive intelligence at Zora. And Penny is joining us to continue on a little mini series we've been doing over the summer here, where we're diving into all things competitive intelligence newsletters, or as we say at Clue, the Intel Digest. Penny has one of the best digests across our customer base. The numbers don't lie. I won't reveal the numbers for everyone here, but trust us high open rates, high engagement, high adoption. And Penny's here to share some of her wisdom. Penny, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Adam. So as we always like to do with the podcast, we like to kick off with three tactical tips. And since it's Intel Digest season here, what are three tips you can provide for the audience who are looking to start their competitive Intel newsletter? Yeah, so the first thing I would say is make sure it's conversational, add some humor, sound like a real person, um, just to give it a little bit of spice so it's not boring. Um, I know my natural writing is more corporate speak, so I really have to work at this one, but I'm trying to have a little bit of fun with it. So that's my first tip. The second one is build a brand. So I, the title of my newsletter is Competitive Watch. So in my subject line of every newsletter, I always started off with Competitive Watch, followed by you know, something catchy to get them to open it. But I keep that consistent brand um, every with every issue that I send out. Um, and also I use the same sections in my intro so they know what to expect. Every time they get it, they're gonna have those same sections within the intro. And then the last thing is I make sure to give shout outs to sellers. Um, my So I'm only two months in with Clue and I only have one digest so far. It's targeted at our sellers specifically. So I try to give shout outs to them. They love recognition. And I'm trying to especially recognize those that are crowdsourcing and proactively sharing Intel with me. Um, and then also, you know, I cover some of our win loss interviews. So, you know, I'll give them recognition for a big rip and replace of a competitor or just a big win. Um, in general. So those are my three tips. Sweet. So you're going a bit more seller focused, like you mentioned here off the top, your your digest is kind of a company wide, but we're really focused on sellers. And you mentioned there that you're having kind of consistent sections. What, what are some of the sections that you like to include that are yeah. causing sellers to open and use and engage? Yeah. So my first section is around announcements and reminders. So I use this section to announce new competitive assets. Like if I have a brand new battle card or an update to a battle card or other competitive assets, I'll put that in there. Since we just launched Clue two months ago, I also use this section to 
include just like one small tip on something that they can do in Clue as I'm trying to increase adoption. So that's how I'm using that section. The second one is field win-loss highlights. So as I mentioned, um, as we complete win-loss interviews, I like to share the, the learnings from those. Um, so I'll highlight one or two of them and talk about you know what were the key, key learnings and things that they can take away that they can use in future deals. The third section is insights, insightful Slack messages that they may have missed. So, you know, the sellers get things from so many different places, email, Slack, et cetera. And so, you know, they're not absorbing everything. So I try to pull in some of the Slack messages I think are relevant that are competitive related that, you know, they may have missed in a previous announcement. And then the last, or sorry, the next section, um, I'm still developing this out, but this is gone calls worth listening to. So my vision for this is to pull snippets from gone calls of sellers that are um, demonstrating a really good talk track that others can learn from and replicate. Um, so that's coming soon. And then my last section is just um, the competitive news and perspective. So this is where mm. Clue is pulling in relevant announcements and articles with the why it matters section. Interesting. I'm curious on that on that first one, as you're you're rolling out Clue and getting folks kind of uh, building sort of a culture of compete and where they can find information, use information, sharing some of the collateral off top. What uh, what are some of the tips you, you've been providing in terms of socializing Clue, I guess? Yeah, I had, you know, one just on how to connect their Clue to their Slack account how to download the Chrome browser. Um, I just announced a new battle card and you know there's four or five different ways they can access it. We also use Highspot, so um, did that. And I think one I also included was around how to provide feedback on a, on a battle card. And then also because we're using Highspot, you can also provide feedback within Highspot. So those are some of the, the different ways I've used it. What, okay, well, with those, within those sections, what, which of those have you found yourself uncovering the most interesting stuff or the most usable things that you're like, you know what, this is a section where not only do I think this is valuable for the field, but I'm actually picking up things that I didn't know were being said in the field or happening within deals right now. Yeah, I think the insightful Slack messages. So, mm. you know, we have a competition Slack channel um, and then, you know, sometimes people just crowdsource and send things to me directly. Um, and so there's always some good stuff there. You know, I, I always tell sellers and others in the business that I'm a one person team as much research that I do. And as much as Clue can help me from publicly available information and from, you know, other resources I have, I can't possibly know it all. And so it's so important to crowdsource. And so you know, others in the business are picking up things I'm not picking up. And so spreading the word and sharing that more broadly is hugely valuable. One of the things you mentioned off the top to this sort of building a brand and the newsletter being a great way to do so. Um, have you been, as you've been building this digest, obviously you mentioned it was seller focused, but you're kind of sending it org wide. Um, have there been other departments that have kind of taken notice or like stumbled across the digest? Like, has this kind of opened up doors to other teams as well? Yeah, that's an interesting question. So like I said, the, the primary focus today is geared towards sellers, but 
um, I send it through Clue to our sellers who are the only ones that have licenses right now. Mm -hmm. But then I forward the email to our whole go-to-market organization. So I'm reaching a lot more people that way. And I had somebody, one of our leaders from our solution delivery manager department within our services organization, they're the ones that are going out and working with new customers and partners to help implement our software. And I don't work with them on a day-to-day -day basis at all. I don't know any of them. And one of the leaders reached out to me after seeing the newsletter for a few different editions and asked me to present to their community to just kind of educate them about competitive and you know what we're seeing, who do we compete with the most, you know, how are we doing versus our competitors, and just kind of give them a really high level understanding of competitive intel at Zora. Interesting. And so that was all because of the, it, they came in and they were introduced to the, your your compete function through this digest. This is Absolutely. they had they had no prior kind of uh, awareness of what was happening there. I mean, when you're at some of these bigger companies, it's there's a lot of different siloed areas. What yeah. um, when you see something like that happen, you're like, oh, like this is like kind of a door opener. How do you? think about following up like what's what's the next step if you're you're raising awareness with something like a digest you're you're kind of breadcrumbing information what do you see as like the next step when you can get the ears of a new department yeah um i'm really excited about it um you know one of the kind of untapped opportunities i see is with our customer success team I don't work that closely with them today either. And so I'm trying to build those relationships and, you know, especially get their ears in terms of crowdsourcing. I think there is kind of, they're kind of a newer team from what I understand. So they're building as well, but I think there's a huge opportunity there. And then of course the product team, um, you know, I am plugged in with the product team obviously, but I think, you know, there's more I can do, you know, I'm thinking about as I go forward with Clue, how do I maybe build a separate digest that's just for the product team to inform our product roadmap and our, you know, innovations. So those are just some of the things I'm thinking about um, going down the road. And then, oh, the last one is I, I would, would like to also build a digest for our executive team um, that obviously would be at a different level, have different information. So we were, uh, uh, some of the folks we've talked to during this series, uh, Matt Tyra as well, he shared some of the differences between what he shares in his company-wide digest compared to his executive digest. Um, uh, James from Druva, which is gonna be released soon, uh, was talking about like his product focus one. So as you've built one, uh, a digest specifically for sellers, how are you thinking about tweaking or shifting what you're going to put in uh, in one for an executive team? Yeah. So for the executive team, I would focus on, you know, less of the tactical things, more strategic. Um, so not, you know, getting into like a competitor announcing new product features. I probably wouldn't focus on that level. I would focus more on, you know, leadership changes, M&A, um, things that are a little bit more strategic in nature that might imply that, you know, there's a shift in the market, um, or if I'm seeing some trend in the market, that could affect strategic decisions that the leaders would be making. You mentioned uh, this one, and we may be going down a little rabbit hole beyond digests here, but I can't help it. When when you mention 
working with or the untapped potential of compete working with CS. I've heard this a couple of times. We, when we were in Scottsdale together, I was chatting with Jen Roberts over at Service Titan and how she's working with CS more and more. Um, I think Pat from Imperva was saying the same thing. Uh, there's like an increased focus on building a partnership with CS rather than just net new business. Why is that something that you think comp uh, like Compete should prioritize? And obviously this is something you want to do, but how are you thinking about approaching working with CS compared to maybe how you've worked with uh, the pre-sale side? Yeah, good question. Um, so I would say most of my focus so far has been on new business acquisition and less so on existing customers renewal churn. But we had a new kind of reporting structure in the business starting this fiscal year. And we have these business groups focused on different products. And as I'm doing a quarterly competitive readout to these business group leaders, there's more and more um, appetite for understanding not just why we're winning or losing with new acquisition, but also what's happening on the renewal and churn side of things. And like I said, I'm a little less plugged into that. I, you know, I run the win-loss interview program, but somebody else runs renewal churn interviews. So I'm trying to get plugged into that because there's so much competitive that can be gleaned from that as well. If a customer is churning, um, you know, is there a reason they're going to a competitor? Is there some product efficiency that, you know, I could plug the product team into, to, you know, to influence the roadmap? Like, I just think there's so much value I can pull out of understanding um, renewal and churn a little bit better to help the business um, have more visibility into some of those things. Yeah, that's an interesting one, especially because I think churn, obviously, with kind of broader budget constraints that churn to status quo is obviously a big, big piece where competitive can and will help, but just naturally as well, like renewals I've seen kind of broadly across different compete folks I've talked to, like renewals are becoming almost, and if not just as competitive as net new business, because companies are seeing as an existing budget line here. And when you're trying to carve out budget lines, when there's a lot more scrutiny, if you're going to customers or accounts that are already working with your competitor, you know that there's already a budget line that exists there. And it's been an interesting development. I mean, you mentioned off the hop here, like uh, rip and replaces within your Intel Digest. Like they're a huge rallying point, I think as well, amongst the sales force. So yeah. when you kind of flip that as well from a compete lens is, yeah, we're focusing on these rip and replaces. These are great kind of um, it's emotional wins, I think, for the team. But also, yeah. shoot, there's probably the same thing happening to our existing accounts. Right. Yeah, but we, you know, it's getting a better, deeper understanding of why. You know, mm -hmm. what 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 were we lacking that they want to go to a competitor? Are you are you looking as well from like kind of tactical support for CS? I'm I'm not. I I think oftentimes as well we, when we talk to CS teams, they they don't. They, they don't quite get the same level of maybe enablement support or kind of hands-on support, especially in this kind of like selling motion, really. They're in like more and more selling motions right now than they may have been before where it was happy customer, work to be successful. But now you're like, shoot, there's competitors kind of knocking on the door increasingly too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm seeing some of that. Interesting. 
Um, from a going back to kind of the digest perspective, if there's one thing you've learned now building your digest compared to when you started, is there something that has kind of been like eye opening or you've really tweaked? Like, what's one thing you've learned or changed throughout this process of building your digest? Well, so I've built newsletters in other companies that I've worked at in the past. I've been doing this for 20 years. Um, and, you know, things have evolved quite a bit. And, you know, one of the things actually last December, I went to another competitive conference in New York and met, you know, some peers there and actually another Clue user. Um, I collaborated with her after the fact and she gave me some great tips. And so I can't take all the credit for what I'm doing <laughs> because, um, you know, she gave me some really great tips that I adopted. Um, but I would say to answer your question, you know, one, like I started off with, one of the things that I shifted was trying to have that more conversational tone, more humor, because it's not my personal style in my business writing. Yeah, I tend to more corporate speak. <laughs> and so, and, you know, our company, just the culture is pretty casual and, you know, it fits for me to be more conversational and more use more humor. And so I, that's been the biggest shift, I think, for me. What were what were some of those tips? Was it was it the changing of the tone then from from the other clues you were chatting with? Yeah, yeah. And just, you know, I'll pull in again. This was something I got from this person, but, you know, pulling in like a funny meme and or play on words or something to just add a little humor. It's it's really true, though, because I think beyond just kind of like, uh, like, right, like a human, like add some flavor, like you are, you are internally selling too, right? Like you're building a brand, you need to capture attention. There's a million and one, not only with your sales force, but just across the org. There's a million and one, not distractions, but things vying for their attention. Um, yeah. And so you do need to internally sell and capture attention. I think that is something that I'm increasingly seeing across people and compete like the 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 need to win people over make bring them into the kind of compete world and it yeah. is things like that just little shifts of kind yeah. of the mindset of like i need to make this knowing your audience right you need to make yeah. this matter to them you need to kind of bring things to them t talk in their language uh, be in their world i guess yeah so the the greatest example that we had recently and i know a bunch of competitive people did the same thing but it was the whole when Barbie versus Oppenheimer <laughs> came out the same weekend and Barbie won at the box office over Oppenheimer. So I put pulled in a meme <laughs> and, you know, said something like, be like Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that's probably good words to go by as someone that just watched Oppenheimer on Sunday. I wouldn't advise our sales force to go down that route. That might be might be a bit of a darker path than, than the one that Barbie was on. So good <laughs> advice. Good advice, Fanny, on that one. Uh, this has been awesome. I appreciate you coming in, sharing your tips on all things Intel Digest. We'll have to have you back on um, to talk about everything else because this is just a small, small sliver of what you're doing and what folks in Compete are doing right now to help their business win more. So, Penny, yeah, um thank you so much for this. Thank you. I appreciate the, the invitation. I was honored to be part of it. It's it's we've been we've had you on our list of guests we needed to get on and 
now we've done it. So now you're, you're officially a recurring guest, which means you have to come on no matter what, when, whenever we ask. Those are the rules. Happy I don't to make do it. Them. Uh, thank <laughs> you, Penny, so much. And again, listeners, if you haven't checked out the uh, Intel Digest resource built by our awesome content guy here, Ben, some of the Clue experts, and some of our top customers sharing their own templates, go check that out in the show notes on YouTube if you're watching there. The links are there on the podcast, all of the above, you'll be able to find it if you look hard enough. So thank you all for listening and we'll catch you all next week. The way the market looks today is not how it was yesterday. And spoiler alert, it'll be different tomorrow too. Hi, I'm Devin O'Rourke, founder and managing partner at Fluvio and the host of the Embracing Erosion podcast. On my show, we talk to product marketers, founders, investors, and go-to-market leaders to shine a light on what it takes to tackle difficult go-to-market challenges. How do you make decisions with speed and effectiveness? What makes for a great leader? And what are the most common go-to-market mistakes and how can you avoid them? Embracing erosion means embracing change. And you'll hear from some of the best in the business who know firsthand why embracing erosion is key to success. Join me, Devin O'Rourke, on the Embracing Erosion podcast, powered by the Compete Network.